It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Meredith Hine, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by my co-host, Jamie Urich. Hi, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me back. Happy to have you and happy holidays. Thank you. You too. I'm hoping we get to meet up in person finally next week when I'm home for Christmas. I know. It's I'm very, very excited. Um, I got to see Tia earlier this season. Still have never met Megan or Alexis in real life. Um, But yeah, excited to hopefully see you. But I have to ask. So we are recording this on December 14th. We are a mere 11 days from Christmas. So how many Christmas movies have you seen so far? I have watched 21 um, and I have 37 to go on my list. Now that 21 does include some absurd selections like the Ninja Turtles Christmas special, Aww. which I don't know if you have seen it, but my God, it's called We Wish You a Turtle Christmas. It is very bad. It is very bad. I'm sorry. I'm currently adding it to our list. The whole, you can watch it on YouTube. Um, we wish you a turtle Christmas. The whole premise is that it's Christmas Eve and the turtles realize that they like didn't get a gift for Splinter. And so then they sing this whole song that's like, gotta get a gift, gotta get a gift for Splinter. And it's like, <laughs> rewrite the 12 days of Christmas with all of the like favorite things of the turtles. Um, so like partridge in a pear tree is a pizza with pepperoni. Aww. And it's, 
also like it, they use the same kind of costumes as they have in the 90s movie but it's like it almost looks like when you get the bad halloween hulk costumes that are like so clearly made out of foam and also their teeth in the christmas one are really scary highly recommend it's 20 minutes on youtube you will thank me later okay i can handle that um i have to ask so the strategy in the hind household is we start with like the bangers right so we start with home alone home alone 2 love actually then we get into maybe some new movies or some iffy movies and then we rock with like the quintessential christmas films um do you have a particular strategy for how you watch or is it basically whatever you're in the mood for on a particular day no so i have a like a spreadsheet and i also have a spreadsheet of like what everything is streaming on if i don't own it on physical media um oh my god we're the same person i start with the halloween-esque movies so like Krampus, anything that is kind of a trend, Gremlins, anything that I can kind of transition from Halloween into Christmas with. There are a couple that I have to save to watch with my family. So like, I cannot watch The Grinch without my sister, the Jim Carrey Grinch. So that's a banger, but it's like still sitting there until I get home. And then I, I really love like old Christmas movies. So I'll watch a lot of the like kind of old comfort classics. Um, and then LA does a lot of the movies in theaters, like on film. So I have not yet watched Home Alone this season because it is showing on 35 millimeter film this weekend. And I have plans to see it then. Um, so I kind of will figure out like what is screening near me because if I can see it in a theater, then I like to do that. Um, and then I'll fill in the rest. Love it. Um, what has been the one that you've loved the most so far of the 21 and the one that you're most looking forward to of the 37? Um, definitely Home Alone is the one that I'm most looking forward to because it's on 35 millimeter film and I haven't seen it on film like since the 90s when it was out in theaters. Um, and then my my favorite kind of comfort Christmas movie is Meet Me in St. Louis. So we saw that this past weekend on 35 millimeter and that brought me a lot of joy. Um, and then I also saw Christmas in Connecticut yesterday, which I loved one that I revisited for the first time in many years, like had not seen in a long time was the man who came to dinner and that like the 1942 movie with um, Betty Davis. And I was like crying laughing because I forgot how funny it is. So that one is a good one. <laughs> Yeah. Muppet Christmas Day is obviously always a standard. And then I also saw Violent Night, which is the new movie that came out with David Harbour as Santa. And like, I loved every second of it. I spoke with Thomas a couple weeks ago about the Muppets Christmas Carol because it was, I think, day four on our spreadsheet. Um, and I bawled so much. I realized that I've become like a movie crier. I don't know okay. when the switch happened, but then I also cried at the Toyota Thon commercial uh, on Sunday. I'm just an emotional person now. I cry about everything like all the time. Like, I don't remember what I was, what we were watching. Oh, I was watching MasterChef Junior with the guy that I'm dating. And we were like the one of the little girls cried like about everything like every and she ended up like winning the show so she was very good but like anything that would go wrong she would start crying and I 
at one point was like, oh, girl, you need to like pull it together. And he looked over me. He was like, that's rich coming from you. Oh, because I just like literally cry at every like I I cried in a fish restaurant the other day. Like I just like anything will make me cry. Oh, my God. I was watching my claim to fame besides the Toyota Thon commercial. I was watching. I've never seen Brooklyn Nine-Nine before. Oh, just got through season one. But I cried in the season one finale. Okay, my nanny. Dave was like, it was like, this is funny. Why are you? Yeah, why are you crying? I don't know why I'm crying. Anyway, uh, no, but uh, Muppets um, Christmas Carol. I feel like a cry is definitely warranted. Tiny Tim, it, yeah. <laughs> you have sad tears and then you have very happy tears. So Ooh, you get the full range. Kermy gets his raise. Kermy gets his raise. The rats get their coal. It's so good. The mouse gets her cheese. It's so good. There's so much goodness in there. And there's also the Muppets letters to Santa. It sounds similar to the Ninja Turtles uh, Christmas Spectacular. Yes. Um, Yeah. So highly recommend that one as well if folks have not seen it. There's also Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, which is like an hour long special that used to air, like started in the 1970s and they would air it every year. And that also i watch every year i just added it to the list as well it's um i believe on hbo max oh perfect great um well besides christmas movies we know that what you've been watching for the last couple weeks jamie i'm so sorry to be talking about this today but i know that your mind is still on the world cup and croatia so my family and also oh go ahead snoop dogg and also Snoop Dogg, always Snoop Dogg. So I, my family is very Croatian. My cousin kept, my cousins kept their kids home from school yesterday, like played hooky the whole nine. It was not a pretty game. It was actually Croatia's worst loss in World Cup history, which like, to be fair, we've only been an independent country for like 30 years. So it's not that many World Cups, but um it was one of those games, though, where like if that I wish we didn't lose as badly as we did. But if we had to lose like the Lionel Messi of it all is great because that's a great inspiring storyline. And I'm very happy for him that he's going to like have this shot at the World Cup. Um, but I also would have loved that for Luka Modric. And it was a very sad day yesterday. I'm so sorry. Okay. But do you do you want to share your update on Snoop Dogg? Yeah. So for those so I I lived in the Balkans for a period of time, um, specifically in Kosovo, but then would like go back and forth to Croatia. And there was a moment when I lived in Kosovo where Mr. Dog um came in for a concert, like he was doing a concert in Croatia. And at the time I was dating this guy who worked for the um embassy and he like invited me to this dinner at the un consulate with snoop dog so i had dinner with snoop dog nicest man alive also the highest man alive there's probably a correlation there um i don't have any other scientific evidence but recently i took a jumpsuit into the tailor in la to be tailored and um 
it was supposed to be done on a Saturday or yeah, it was supposed to be done on a Saturday I or on a Sunday. And I went to pick it up. I dropped it off on a Friday, went to pick it up on Sunday and or went to pick it up on Monday. So a day after it was supposed to be done and it wasn't done. And I was like, is there like a reason that it's not done on time? And they were like, yeah, we just like we had some things happen. And I was like, okay, well, I'm flying out tomorrow and I need this jumpsuit for a wedding. I'll come back tomorrow to get it, but it needs to be done then. And I come back the next day and the manager was super apologetic and was just like, I'm so sorry this wasn't done when we said it would be done. We really pride ourselves on like timeliness and and meeting our deadlines. But Snoop Dogg brought his dry cleaning in on Friday and the whole store smelled like weed. So we had to re-dry clean everything in the store. Um, And so that is why your jumpsuit wasn't done in time. And at that point, like if Snoop Dogg trusts you to get the weed smell out of his clothes, you are a five star on Yelp establishment. So I will be returning to them anytime. Also, it's so ridiculous that there's no way that they like made that up. It's one of those things where you're like, you didn't, that's not a lie because it's too ridiculous to be a lie. Yeah. Well, to be honest, if I were a dry cleaner, I would also try to use that as marketing. So. Right. Well, I mean, it I don't think it wasn't. It doesn't sound like a lie, but it was definitely like, oh, yeah, Snoop Dogg trusts us to get the weed smell out of his clothes. So, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, they should really be using that like in their advertising, but like the big lighters for sure. But um, it did work on me. I was like, oh, well, if Snoop Dogg trusts you, then five stars from me. Absolutely. So moving on to football things, uh, we are. This is a little bit of a downer. We unfortunately had some very sad news this week on the passing of Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach. Um, This is a really tragic situation. He was only 61. Uh, We're going to keep this discussion to the best memories of this coach, however, because Jamie, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I always loved about Mike Leach was how eccentric he tended to be when speaking with members of the media. And I feel like I always came away from hearing those sound bites, laughing and smiling about what he said. Totally. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite one? Okay. So I do. Um, this was, it was the Halloween candy rant. Oh my gosh. Yes. Where he, so he hates candy corn and he loves gummy bears and he loves gummy candy. And then he went into a tangent on how European candy is better than American candy, but how candy technology has evolved and also every sentence that he says is a run on sentence. And it just, you don't know. It's kind of like Michael Scott. He starts a sentence and you don't really know where it's headed. It's and so eventually funny. it finds a conclusion that just leaves you scratching your head. But like that is what sports are really about. It's the entertainment factor. Absolutely. Football is a game. We are privileged to be able to enjoy the game. And even more privileged to have someone who doesn't seem to take himself too seriously. Absolutely. So I don't have a favorite interview moment, but as the resident chaos monger of Land Grant Holy Land, my favorite Mike Leach, like fun fact is that he holds the record in the AP era for leading unranked teams to upset wins over an AP ranked team. So 18 different times his unranked team upset an AP ranked team. That is chaos. And of course you love it. Um, I got to go with the like blow things up fact. To ask, have you seen the mascot rant? Yes. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, at one point, Mike Leach went through all the Pac-12 mascots and I believe was ranking them on their ability to fight underwater. That is correct. And I believe that Stanford Tree like performed poorly in his battle. I mean, it would get it would get soggy. He gave the Washington Huskies no chance. Like that was his commentary. Um, but it was truly a spectacular rant, if I do say so. I mean, you know, we love the mascot conversations here. We sure some do. Some of them are like so like it's hard to put like Brutus in a category of like how would he perform? Because it's like, well, the Boilermaker theoretically could smash him and he like physically smash him. Or if the Boilermaker ate Brutus, then he would die. So like, how do you, how do you determine which way that would go? Well, that's why I love Mike's, Mike Leach's rant because it had so much specificity to it. Right. It was like, not just to fight, it's who's going to win in this particular situation. Which is actually, I think, how we should do mascot rants moving forward as a society of like, you have to pick a scenario and then you can rank the mascots in that set scenario. I like it. We will implement this moving forward. In honor of Mike Leach. In honor of Mike Leach. That and the air raid. (laughs) And the air raid. Um, But speaking of ridiculous sound bites, uh, I'm going to see if this works. I'm going to play a video. And it's the funniest thing I've seen slash heard in a long time. So what you're about to hear is a girl who just got her wisdom teeth pulled, who is sharing her feelings about Joe Burrow. So enjoy. I'm so happy for her. I'm so happy for me. It's that situation. So that was uh, aired on Peyton and Eli on Monday night. Joe Burrow was actually there and Joe Burrow followed up with saying, I think not sure, but I think she's saying I'm not attractive. The thing uh, is like when she is like, I know he's a girlfriend. I'm happy for her, him, but I'm not happy for me. And then her quote being, I go for ambition, not looks like I will quote that for the rest of my life. It's, it's so funny. Jamie, have you had your wisdom teeth pulled? I have not. And it's like a topic of debate because they are in my mouth, but they don't technically fit comfortably. So I get really bad migraines, but I've had several dentists tell me that I am too old now to have them pulled. And the dentist who should have had me pull them is like no longer in practice because of like dental mispractice. So gosh, malpractice. So like, no, I have not had them pulled and I definitely should have. Oh man. I mean, it's, it's fine, but people do ridiculous things. Uh, I drove Dave around after he had his wisdom teeth pulled in college and he just demanded noodles. Like he wanted to eat noodles. I was like, I don't think that's an appropriate thing for you to eat. But he, I succumbed and he got noodles and of course could not eat them. Um, and at one point he just started laughing hysterically and didn't stop for 10 minutes. But that's that's the thing that happens with wisdom teeth. Um, but I appreciate that this girl brought us so much joy out of her very amusing video. Right? 
It's great. And sorry. And sorry, Joe Burrow. Like, you're clearly attractive. Uh, Yeah, you're attractive. Yeah, but the ambition is what defines you. Like, the he's attractive, but he's more ambitious than he is attractive. Yeah, and the ambition is what sets him apart as, like, smoke and hot from, like, your average your average Joe ha, on a dating app. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. Oh, I set myself up for that one. I didn't even mean to. Well, we're just going to drop the mic on that situation. Um, however, Joe Burrow uh, himself was a transfer quarterback who won the Heisman Trophy all the way back in 2019, which is our way of transitioning to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. We're not going to yes. talk about anything here except for the fashion the ceremony uh mr cj stroud the jacket choice was so good the jacket was beautiful oh he looked so good the blank like the bling was extremely classy i really enjoyed the seven yeah it was it was awesome i do have to just sneak in my one petty comment about the actual results itself. And that is Stetson Bennett did not deserve to be there. And it, I'm glad he finished fourth. Stetson Bennett didn't look like he wanted to be there. And like, because he knew he wasn't supposed to be, he's not even the best player on his own team. No, he is not. And that's what's fresh. I mean, we know this is what's frustrating about the Heisman as of late. Is it ends up being often the best, like the quarterback of the best team? Cause there are so many players who play roles and it's just easier to give it to someone who takes every offensive snap. But I wrote a column earlier this week and going to just repeat myself from this column and Stetson Bennett looked like he was going to interview at Goldman Sachs and he might've been doing that in New York and he only had room in his suitcase for one suit. Um, So that is my reason for why he showed up in like the lamest dark suit with the most basic haircut and like demeanor that clearly showed he was not planning on winning a trophy that night. Yeah. He just looked silly, especially next to CJ Stroud with that stylish jacket. It was like this, if you didn't see it, it was like a beautiful red, like a maroon red jacket um, with some really cool detailing in it. And like Mm -hmm. highly recommend you all. Yeah. And then even just like his his um suit at the ceremony with the like oh, block O's inside. Oh, my man! It was good up. stuff. He showed up ready to serve on the red carpet. Proud of him. He was ready to go. As well. And for the record, no offense to Stetson Bennett. I'm sure it's a nice suit. Just like when you're next to C.J. Stroud, and we're gonna talk about Caleb Caleb Williams because I I loved it. I thought it was incredible. Also, but. Everyone who laughed at me when I said Caleb Williams would win a Heisman back in like, I don't know, what was that? September, October? I I did laugh at you. I did laugh at you. But you were right. You were right the whole time, buddy. I was right. We've got Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams. I thought it was a really solid move. Again, non-fashion related when he stood up and said that he won the Heisman, but the rest of the finalists were going to be in the college football playoff. Yeah, it was really awesome. That was cute. Um. All right. So real quick, we're just going to address Max Dugan. Look like he was going to prom. I think that's all we need to say about it. Yep. Um, and now Caleb Williams. 
What were your thoughts on the Gucci Adidas collab? I loved it. Right? I loved it. Like it, oh, it was so good. And the little like logo situation on the pocket that was the mashup of like, it was like the Gucci logo, but with the Adidas stripes. And then the stripes on the inside of the sleeves were like, oh, chef's kiss. Loved it so much. And everyone was like, oh, it's tacky. But I didn't think it was tacky. I thought it was awesome. Can we just address the, yes. Just because something doesn't fit like, our boring classic way of doing things doesn't make it tacky. For sure. And let's just address the fact that like men's fashion has been going slimmer and slimmer in terms of suiting. So when you have big dudes like Heisman Trophy finalist quarterbacks, like a slim fit suit is not the right look for them. No, no. So I, I loved like the big suit, the huge lapels. Like that was a good look. I liked it. Correct. Yeah, I loved it. I thought he looked great. Looked great, performed great, did some classy things, won a Heisman. And like, Jamie was I, right. I yeah, that I was. I usually am. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a breath. Uh we have a special edition of dogs versus cats coming up, plus just a little bit more football talk, but we we're, we're gonna take a quick break, so stay with us. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. So welcome back to this week's edition of Dogs vs. Cats, where we pit the dog mascots and the cat mascots of the NCAA FBS against one another. So in honor of bowl season, we just have two cross-species map- species matchups that I wanted to highlight. So first up, we have Tennessee versus Clemson in the Orange Bowl. And Jamie, I think I know which way you're going in this. Um, yeah, you can all guess which way I'm going. I'm certainly rooting for Tennessee. This is other than the OSU games, the bowl game. Actually, this is the bowl game I'm most looking forward to because I also think it's going to be the best football. Like, I think these are two very evenly matched teams, but we're cheering for Tennessee because Smokey, I am team dog. Um, boy. Uh, I also am cheering for Tennessee because of Smokey, and I also just want Tennessee to win. Me too. And also, so. guys, like, Smokey is retiring at the end of the season. It's his last season as Smokey, and then they get Smokey. I can't remember the number. Maybe Smokey. The 11th, I think, yeah. Um, And then it's new Smokey next season. So, like, this Smokey deserves a bowl victory. 
Agreed. Um, so go Tennessee for this week or for next week, whenever this bowl game is in two weeks. Um, the only other cross species matchup that we have is Washington state versus Fresno state. Um, and one of the reasons I wanted to highlight this, Jamie is because I'd never like, this is an absurd bowl game. The Jimmy Kimmel LA bowl presented by stifle. Yeah. What? I don't understand some of the bowls that were, I mean, the bowl, bowl game names are always like silly, but like, this is just, this is just silly. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize that we were naming bowl games after people. Right. Right. People who are still living. Which like in that case, where's the Bernadette Peters bowl? I would like to know. Is that who I'm trying to think if I can name a bowl game after anyone who I would name it after. Oh, or like the Dolly Parton bowl. <gasps> oh my gosh. Rename the music city bowl, the Dolly Parton bowl. Please. It's a match uh, made in heaven. You've heard our pitch here. Dolly Parton deserves, if Jimmy Kimmel gets a bowl game, Dolly Parton deserves a bowl game, please. Can you imagine if she performed at halftime? She could sing the national anthem and perform at halftime at her own bowl game. Iconic. Iconic. Dolly Parton bowl. Do it. Okay. Um, So besides the Dolly Parton bowl, I have no idea who's playing in that this year. And we'll just call it the Dolly Parton bowl amongst ourselves. Agreed? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, great. Um, what other bowl games are you looking forward to this year? Um, you know, it's kind of, I'm kind of bored with the bowl games this year, but I do think that like maybe Florida State, Oklahoma in the Cheez It Bowl could be like sort of good. And yeah. I think like the dog versus oh, and actually Cincinnati versus Louisville at Fenway in Boston is kind of cool. Okay. I was going to talk about that because of the drama factor there. Go Um, into the drama. Go into the drama. Okay. So as we know, Luke Fickle is now head coach of Wisconsin. Uh, And who did Cincinnati select as its next head coach other than Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield? It's great. I love this so much. It's, It's hilarious. (laughs) we need again like more chaos i thought you would love this more chaos at all times in the world of sports um also i mean i I don't plan on watching the game i don't care too much but kansas made its first bowl game in a minute um so hoping that they win they're playing arkansas yeah like i mean good for them i guess i i won't be watching i will be watching like ohio state tennessee I will probably watch the Michigan game just out of curiosity and it'll be a good football game, but I guess I should call it the TCU game, even though I like, actually, this is maybe the one time I'm rooting for Michigan and it's because I want to face them again. Um, I'm watching the playoff semifinals with a Michigan fan at her home. Fascinating. That's a so thanks, that you're making. thanks, Melissa, for for opening your home to us. She has a very cute new baby, so you know I'm trying to convince baby to be an Ohio State fan. Baby does get some autonomy in their sports choices. Baby likes Brutus, okay? Yeah, I mean Brutus is way cuter than a Wolverine. She, we, it, like it's a 
Wolverines are ugly, guys. Like, no, when so one day when she was crying, I was like, oh gosh, how do I make this baby stop crying? So I pulled up pictures of Brutus on my phone and then she stopped crying and got like super interested in them. So there's that. I love it so much. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, sounds like we can wrap things up for the day. Do you have any shout outs? Um, I do. I wanted to shout out you, but are you sharing news on the air? Yes. So okay. I'll my- let you share your news and then I will give you my shout out. Oh, thanks. So taking a break from Play Like a Girl for a minute, but leaving the show in very good hands. It's been an absolute pleasure. I love talking with these wonderful women about sports. So my shout out is to you, Jamie, and also Tia, Alexis, and Megan, um, who have made the show such a wonderful time to just come on and chat about sports and also not sport things, uh, as we demonstrated today. Um, And also thanks to Matt um, for always making us sound probably better than we do with the first cut. Yeah. Thanks to Matt. Um, yeah. So my shout out is to you, Meredith, um, for getting me on board with play like a girl and for, um, doing it. First of all, an incredible job of, of hosting. And then also just like bringing this little community of land grant ladies together. So, um, we will miss you, but also come back and visit us anytime. (laughs) I would love to, but, uh, yep. It's, It's a busy season, but an exciting season. Yeah. Um, But I trust you all. Um, And that's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Jamie at Jamie Yurich, me at Meredith Hine, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks.